I decided to go with that. I really need to pick like a way to go in the beginning of the show. But we're going to go with Howdy Friends and Neighbors. So much to talk about this week. So much news. So much. There's, there's been things that I've been uh, sitting on. Like Horton hears a, a who. Like Horton hatches an egg. That kind of stuff. Here's what we got coming up, you guys. Uh, of course, in, in entertainment news, we're going to be talking some Avengers. There may be spoilers. We're going to try to keep it spoiler free. We will definitely give you a heads up before we jump into that. We got to talk about uh, Joe Biden. We got to talk about Bernie Sanders. We got to talk about these crazy flipping Democrats who are not going to let go of the uh, impeachment thing and why. We're going to talk about the soft coup. We're going to talk about the media. We got a little insight. You know what? And, and for, first of all, a pat on, uh, pat yourself on the back for, for subscribing to this podcast and hanging out with us uh, every week because I swear – we are ahead of the curve. It's wild. Uh, the guy who started C-SPAN is retiring, and he said something uh, recently in, a, in an interview where the, the guy who started C-SPAN is catching up to the Loftus party. He's catching up to this show. He's catching up to what we're doing. It's great. I got live show news, big, big news that I've been just busting to tell you guys about. We'll do that later on. Holy smoke. Game of Thrones, Avengers, it's all good. Where does Marvel go from here? But we got to start with politics. We got to start with saying a uh, a ginormous hello to uh, our our crazy uh, mystic, who again is always ahead of the curve. It's I, I I gotta I gotta take a moment. I gotta stand back and and, and just recognize <laughs> how I'm not even kidding. It's for here here. This is for real. And just 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 so people know that you're here, uh, uh, Gypsy. Say oh, hey. Yeah. Hey, you, you <laughs> it's cra- You know what? We're going to start with the C-SPAN thing because this, this is what it is. It's 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 great. Uh, when you start doing a podcast like, OK, you know, everybody does one. I'll do one. Whatever. It's 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 good. It's it's a good thing. And I'm, and I'm glad we're here uh, and all that good stuff. However, we've been saying it for the longest time uh, that, you know, you need we need journalism. Uh, but most of the journalism is just is make believe it's make believe it's it's opinion shows dressed up like journalism yes everybody loves freedom of the press everybody loves the fourth estate yes everybody likes to hold power accountable who's what all that stuff however i'm watching uh media buzz with howie kurtz media buzz and it's a struggle i'm telling you right now a struggle to sit through that show but at the end he he interviewed this guy that started uh c-span mm-hmm. brian lamb uh and brian lamb uh, I guess this guy was like a, a naval PR officer, and he was around during uh, Vietnam, and he was watching these he was watching these admirals do uh, uh, press conferences and press releases, talking about, "Yep, we can win the war," and they knew we couldn't. Yeah, we're doing great, and they knew we weren't. Like he was just watching these guys lie. So he says that was like really the 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 seed. That's where it was planted for him to do C-SPAN. I'll just I'm just gonna show how government works. I'm just gonna literally just turn cameras on and show how government works. 
So he's being interviewed by Howie Kurtz and Media Buzz. I have to throw in silly voices to keep you entertained. It's supposed to be comedy. So, <laughs> so uh, he's just letting it rip during the interview. He's like, hey, journalism is whatever you call it. Like, there's no, it's not written down anywhere that, that journalists have to only report the truth. Journalism is whatever you call it. I used to think that there was bias in, in the media, but now I know. But now I know, just, just echoing what we've been saying for months and months and months, that the great thing, the wonderful side, one of the wonderful side effects about the Trump administration is now we know. Now we know about the media bias. And he's just, he's just confirming it. He's like, the worst thing is like when these journalists, they, they call themselves journalists and it's just opinion. But, but he goes, he goes, now we know uh, where the bias is. We, we've confirmed it. And I take, uh, uh, it's, it's nice to know. It's just, it's just nice to know. It, it helps you be more informed. So I thought that was awesome. I thought it was wonderful. I don't know why uh, I shouldn't, uh, yeah, it shouldn't matter that the, the, the C-SPAN guy is saying the same thing we're saying. So it just makes me think if he sees it and we see it and you guys are listening to us and we're talking to you, hopefully more and more people will see it. It's a good thing. Information is great. Now we know. Thoughts, feedback, gypsy. Well, first of all, is C-SPAN going to continue? Yeah, I oh, think okay, it's good. doing great. I think I think it's doing great. Uh, he's still going to do shows. You know, he says he's going to put around the edges. And then Howie Kurtz, I'm sorry, I have to do my Howie Kurtz voice, uh, was talking about how uh, C-SPAN covers the president. Howie Kurtz is like in this crazy, the Trump presidency and the tweeting and this and that, and it's so crazy. How, do, how does C-SPAN handle it? And the guy doesn't bat an eye. He goes, we, we cover the president just like we would cover any president. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is what well, everyone where, should be doing. That's where I generally go now. Like if there's going to be a big speech or something like that, because I don't want the commentators. I just want the speech. And then yes. I want to make up my own mind about what I think about the speech then I'll read some other people's opinions and see if I change my mind about what I think about the speech. But I want commentary-free original sources is where I want my original opinion to form from. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, that's what I need to I need to watch uh, more C-SPAN. I wish I could. I wish I, – I honestly wish I could. That was what uh, – I think it, that's where the, the, uh, the Candace Owens thing came from when Ted Lieu – played the little Candace Owens uh, Hitler clip and Candace thankfully got the time from that one uh, dude to, to, to fire back. That's where that C-SPAN had that clip on Twitter. And that's where they just, they really, I, I got to think they're doing better than ever. I got to think they're doing better than ever, but I, I tell you what, I couldn't, I couldn't even tell you where C-SPAN was on my dial. I, I know where, I know where HBO is. I know where uh, Fox is. I know where MSNBC is. Uh, that's really about it. And then I can kind of surf I'm around. Worse. <laughs> I'm always on my computer. So I just go to their YouTube, YouTube page and their live streams. Yeah. I don't even turn on my TV. Oh, YouTube came at me again. Again. This is, uh, this is, yeah, this is, uh, this is two videos in a row, two videos in a row. Uh, and remind me, I got to reach out to, uh, to Steven Crowder. If you guys, uh, in the, who, who listen, uh, shoot me a shoot me a, a text or on on Twitter or DM me whatever. I got to get a hold of Steven Crowder. So this is like three weeks in a row. Where uh, uh, here 
this, and this is more. I've been saying this again uh, before, and I apologize. Here's what I'm doing, you guys. My, my YouTube videos, my Facebook videos, this podcast, everything, every endeavor of the Loftus party, we are looking to to play by the rules, right? They're the right. they're the the mainstream media rules. I'm going to play by their rules. And it's not going to be terribly edgy. And if you're looking for, oh, my gosh, and then with a naked girl, that's not going to happen. Oh, and then he dropped an F-bomb. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to keep it TV clean as much as possible. uh, And I'm going to play by the rules so I can exist within the system. That's where I believe real change occurs. It it, it occurs within the system, and and it occurs on on a grassroots level. However, this is – as the YouTube channel grows, and it is, it's like – it's it's going great. I'm not complaining. As the YouTube channel grows, I think someone over there is now aware of of what we're doing. Because this is three weeks in a row, they demonetize a video. They just go, oh, you know what? Not not suitable for all advertisers. Last week's was uh, uh, Kate Smith. I did I did a little play on the Leave Britney Alone. I did Leave Kate Smith Alone. And I just brought, you know, I, and it was like we were talking about on the podcast last week. That, that's where that whole idea came from. Like, you show me a hero. You show me any hero. No one's perfect. You show me any hero, anyone uh, that you hold up as admirable, I can rip them down. I can rip anyone down. Mm-hmm. So, th- so there's no more. St- so that was the whole thing of it. Like at what point – like Kate Smith raised $6 million, in, and that's in World War II money. In World War II money, they said that no one else came close. She, ra- she raised $6 million to help defeat Hitler. Six hundred. I'm sorry. Six hundred million. Six hundred million. I, I, so it's it's billions by today. So this is the third week in a row. YouTube says, uh, you know what? We're going to demonetize that. And then I request a review. And then they go, well, uh, once it gets a thousand views within seven days, we'll consider it. And then, wait a minute. I think, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What does how many views it get have to do with whether or not it violates the community guidelines? I think the reason they put that that on there is, first of all, it's it's their platform; they can make the rules. But I think they're saying that then it will have enough views to seriously merit their their attention. They're going to err on the side of caution. They're going to go, okay, this is a conservative comedian, this is a right wing comedian, uh, this must be hate speech. We're going to assume it's hate speech and demonetize it, uh, and then if if enough people watch it. Then we'll go back and take another look. Now, to their credit, to their credit, I have – I always ask for a, a review, for a human being to review it or whatever, and this is the third week in a row. Within 48 hours, they come back and they go, you know what? We've taken a look at it. You're fine. We do. And then they, then they turn advertising back on. Mm-hmm. It's a really – Listen, how many videos does YouTube have to host? That's a giant platform. But the reason I was bringing up uh, Steven Crowder is like I think someone has had enough of that guy. He did a uh, a video recently. It's an uh-huh. it's an original piece of music. He it's an original piece of music. He actually has the video of his team working on the track. They did some – it was almost like Donald Trump and Kiss Makeup. I don't know what it was. Yeah, it was – I don't know it what was, it was. It was It was based on a – it was kind of like karaoke Kiss and they all dressed in the makeup except um, Gene Simmons was Donald Trump. OK. Well – And it was Dr. Three, Trump. 
three three copyright strikes on that. Three copyright they, strikes YouTube, on what? On a on an original piece of music by uh, Stephen Crowder and his crew. I know. So I, Crowder's it was a parody of a of a Kiss song. It wasn't an original. I mean, I don't think they wrote it. Like right. if you listen to what, the what melody. I've, it, it it was a it was a parody song, so they changed all the lyrics. It was like a Weird Al Yankovic thing. Right, right. Yeah. You're you're. So they got three copyright strikes, is what I'm saying. It's not right. It's not correct. It's not good. It's bad. And Crowder's like this. It could be the end of his channel. It could be the end of his channel because that's just it. He's he's going to YouTube and saying, you know, he's got. There is no. Uh, it, it's parody. It's fair use. It's all that good stuff. However, it is uh, it's a cautionary tale. Crowder's worried, and I would be worried too. Mm-hmm. So he's telling everybody, you know, join the mug club and do this and do that. So I'm telling you guys, uh, the the loftest loftest party nation, loftest party people, the flying tigers of liberty, whatever we're going to end up calling uh, our madhouse group of people who who enjoy what we do. Uh, I I hope you've made an account over at the loftest party. Like I really like. I have to come back to why we started this whole thing in the first place, why we did the website, why we do this, why, you know, cause like you can just get deplatformed like that. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. Like when I wake up and I, and I look at, you know, I, I end up getting around to, okay, here's some of the people watching on YouTube. Oh my gosh, they've demonetized this and I'm small potatoes. I'm small potatoes. However, we're growing. And now evidently we're on somebody's radar because they're just demonetizing everything. And then, going back but like what they do to the big guys what they do to the big guys is they wait till uh if if you have like millions of subscribers they'll just assume okay it's it's right-wing comedy or whatever uh and they they demonetize it right away you get a million a million views and you go hey you got you got a oh then they, they uh they'll put the monetization back on but after you've got the majority of your views of so it's uh we're trying to play within the system. There was, it's going. Go ahead. There was a really interesting guy. His name is Robert Barnes. He's an attorney. Yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. and he was origi- He's he's somehow involved with the Covington kids' lawsuits. I don't think he's representing Nick Sandeman and that family, but he's representing others. Um, mm-hmm. He had some really interesting legal theories about the YouTubes of the world, etc. Like, basically what he's saying is, you've entered into a commercial agreement with these people. Unless they can demonstrate how you violated the rules, like, clearly demonstrate, um, they have to live up to their end of the bargain. It will will be interesting to see, because I... I agree with that 110%. I agree with that completely. It's going to be, it's going to be a big, uh, uh, it's going to have to be somebody with a huge channel. It's going to have to be somebody with a, a giant grassroots. Remember that dude who was, was raising money for the wall. He's like a vet and he was running and, and, and like Facebook kicked him off and he was instantly on Fox news, Laura Ingram, all these. And I think hopefully Facebook reinstated him, but like, Holy smoke! That guy had like a million, uh, a million friends on Facebook, and and they just like boom, you're gone. It's 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 terrifying. However, uh, we're on the lookout for that. 
and 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 things. I'll say this before we get into more news because I just I like to, everybody likes to feel good. Everybody likes to feel like they're making a difference, and we are. We are going to uh, dramatically change the face of modern politics. We are going to dramatically change the the way people look at the right, the way they look at uh, small government people. It's it's fantastic. We're hitting on all cylinders. Do you want to hear how 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 big the reach of the Facebook is now? Just okay. the Loftus Party Facebook. Okay. We last week, two weeks ago, our our reach was over three hundred thousand people. Like three hundred thousand screens had Loftus Party information floating by. Last week, this this last update I got, it's up to four hundred thousand. We are uh, – it's it's wonderful. It feels good, and I want to thank you, Gypsy. I want to thank uh, Paul Hare. I want to thank Lisa. Uh, I, I want to thank Gloria. I want to thank uh, everyone who contributes to the website, everybody who's been so great about sharing all the stuff and keeping the conversation going. There was a dude the other day at the Loftus party. I said something. It might have been the Kate Smith video, but some guy it was the best comment ever. This guy he chimes in with, "You know, I joined this website, whatever the hell this is, just so I could agree with you." I just loved, I loved him going the website or whatever the hell this is, and that's right. wonderful. That's wonderful. It, so uh, things are going, uh, th- things are going great. I'll tell you more about what we're doing on the live side of things uh, here in a little bit. We got to do some politics because that's what that's what's paying the bills that's mm-hmm. what's paying the bills you got bernie sanders we got to talk about uh uncle bernie and 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 felons getting uh i did some i did a little bit of research onto the on the felons can vote thing and and okay. there is a little bit of something that i kind of i see kind of what bernie is saying however i disagree with it i think i think once you do uh, a big crime like felony level crime you're done that that's one of the penalties. You you don't get to vote. You don't get to vote. But Bernie is legitimately saying, uh, like the 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 Boston Marathon bomber, even though he's a horrible person and even though he's sitting in jail and in yada yada, that guy gets to vote. Nope. That's what he's saying. Nope. That like, yeah I, right. I get the whole like first of all, if you're going to give people who have been convicted, depend and it and it goes state by state, right? So different states view it differently. But yes. if you're going to be if you're going to restore the voting rights of somebody who's been released from a felony conviction, I think there should be conditions like you got to you got to get out of jail, you got to be on your parole or probation on good standing and you have to go 3 years without committing another crime. I mean recidivism yeah. is a huge problem. Yeah. I would so, even go I mean, five I there, years. There I would need even to go be five. Rules around it. Mm-hmm. But if your butt is in the pen, the whole idea is when you go into the pen, you 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 already lose your right to your liberty, maybe some property, and depending on your sentence, even your life. Are you kidding? No, you're definitely not getting the right to vote while you're sitting in there. This is a, a fun to know uh, little nugget of information for our for our wonderful listeners. Uh, we get we penitentiary penitentiary comes from penitent like you you are doing penance mm-hmm. you are that's a, that's supposed to be a time of reflection. You're supposed to be reflecting on oh where 
did my life go on off the rails? How did I wind up in here? How can I prevent this from happening in the future? So while you're figuring that out, I don't think you should be making big decisions. That's like asking uh, someone who's uh, 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 an alcoholic who's in the middle of like they just put down their they did they just put down their their drink and they're still drunk. You're like, hey, you want to help me drive the car? Like, like, like that's not a good idea. Right. That's why people who are locked up should not be allowed to vote. I like the five year plan. Listen, I'm I'm okay with that. I think I am. I think I could sign off on that. You, you've paid your debt to society. You've come out on the other side. Because I, I have friends who've done time. I have I, I, I got a buddy who did like four years in, in, in federal, uh, whatever, you know, marijuana back in the day. Uh, right. But, and he's a great person. He's a he's a fine person. He's a he's an entrepreneur. He's a capitalist. He's got a family. That dude should get – people like that should get to vote. But I think you got to come out on the other side. Uh, and, and, and prove that you're a, a fine upstanding citizen again. We right. love redemption stories in America, but like when you're in there, when you're in there still telling the dude in the shower, how to turn a pressure cooker into a, a bomb, I don't think you should be voting. I don't think you should be allowed to vote. Okay. Here's a uh, one that's, that's got my, uh, my, my panties in a twist and it just, it, cause it is just the, it's just politics. I hate it when it's just politics because it makes me dig in, right? And I don't want to dig in. You and I are kind of in the same boat here. We weren't – like I know you weren't uh, a, 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 a Donald Trump person back in 2016. Neither no, was, was very, I'm very, like, very open about that fact. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and the more people uh, attack the president just to score like political points, the more it drives me crazy and the more I support him. It's there's a definite it's like a magnet thing, you know, when you push two magnets together the wrong way. Losing the 2016 election made them crazy. It really did. Actually thought they had this permanent majority. They didn't realize that permanent majority only exists in the blue bubbles where they live and work. Like they completely forgot about the rest of the country. They did. So they did. They really did. Yeah. And and they're continuing. They're continuing this charade mm-hmm. and the whole uh, Mueller report and the Russia, 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 that charade. And now the report is in and no American did anything wrong. Yet They're going to continue this charade. And they're still talking about uh, going forward with impeachment hearings. Now they're at least they're being open and honest about it. Now they just want the asterisk by his name. They just want to put that. He was impeached on in the history books. Like we, we just want to mess up your legacy. Right. Like the guys, the guy's been in office for two years and they're already worried about how history was going to treat him. And that's Joe Biden's thing. That was offensive, man. The whole Joe Biden, uh, like, like, you know, Trump, Trump is a is a I forget the exact words that he used, but he's like, if we allow another four years, it'll it'll permanently change the country. Like we'll be a country of monsters and there'll be no coming back from it. It's just uh, it, it's offensive to me. I've, I'm, I'm deeply offended. There's a group of, of Democrats who just want to impeach Trump, not because they think anything really went wrong, just because 
they want to have an asterisk by his name for the history books. It just drives me crazy. It drives me I, crazy. I actually think it's even more craven than that. Do tell. Spill, Gypsy, spill. Well, you know, and, and something really irritated me this morning that had me go, hmm, I've heard other people say this, and now I think they might be right. Because I didn't agree with this, oh, I don't even know, even 36 hours ago. But Ooh, Wow, this is hot out of the disagree oven. Sally Yates was on Meet the Press this morning. Do you remember okay. Sally Yates? I sure do. I sure do. She was the big one. She she uh she quit because it was the honorable thing to do. Well, she quit because it was the honorable thing to do, but not before she thought that Mike Flynn deserved to be investigated under the Logan Act, which nobody's right. ever been investigated under. And she also did participate in some of the FISA warrants for Carter Page. Um, uh-huh. She is on the TV flapping her corrupt yap about obstruction of justice. And I'm like, why would anyone have her on television? Like, do you really think, I, I guess you just think people are stupid because maybe a lot of people are. But I think because Trump has been quite outspoken on Twitter and he has quite had enough of this garbage in the mainstream media. Right. Yes. You know, the continued discussions of obstruction, da, 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 da. And, yes. and I think what's really making him angry more than anything else is he has been 100 percent transparent. He did not did not exert privilege over any portion of that when he could have. It, mm-hmm. I mean, you have attorney client privilege as a private citizen when you're talking to your attorney Anything about his discussions with Don McGahn, he could have exerted privilege in a heartbeat and they wouldn't have been able to do anything about it. Exactly. Exactly. So he goes out there 100% transparent with Barr just having redacted what needed to be redacted and the nonsense continuing up to and including big headline in the Washington Post on Friday saying, oh, there was collusion, okay, it's all in the Mueller report. No, there wasn't. Um, He's been blowing steam on Twitter a little bit, talking about declassifying a lot of stuff. I think if they're going to if they're going to impeach him, it's a race because if he gets the stuff declassified first, their whole their whole thing is blown. If they file articles of impeachment. That's the story the media is going to cover, and they're going to just say, "Oh, well, this is just this is just you know tinfoil hat conspiracy theory garbage." Because now he's been impeached. I agree with you. I agree with you a hundred percent. It 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 is a race, and uh, it's and I and, and he's got to and he's got to get there first. He's got to get got to get there first. And I will just say this for right now, and 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 y'all don't come to my house. Don't assault me on Twitter. Thank God for Nancy Pelosi. She does not want to do this. Well, she I tell you what, she is a she's a smart she's a smart tooth sucking cookie. She right was, there. she saw what happened to the Republicans after they impeached Clinton. Oh yeah. Yeah. But now now the wonderful side effect of of and I'm 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 being completely sarcastic with with Sally Yates on Meet the Press and I'm I'm 
I doubt very much that there was a uh, a Republican who could string three words together uh, or who really was interested in defending the president on that program. It, it was just, just her. It was her being interviewed by what um, – oh, Mitchell, Andrea Mitchell. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it is uh, – it just it just bakes in. It just bakes in to uh, – I had a, I had a thing recently – on uh on on facebook and i've been very very good about like i don't i don't engage with it's it's obvious you can you can tell who's like under the spell a friend of mine uh a a good friend of mine uh put up this thing on on facebook i thought it was so i thought this was so funny i thought this was so funny he put up the quote the, the alleged quote uh from the Mueller report that evidently when 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 Trump found out that the Mueller investigation was going forward, he looked to his lawyers and his assistant and said, this is the this is horrible. This is terrible. This is the end of my presidency. I'm effed, you know, and then and then my friend, you know, posts that on on Facebook and he goes, hardly the quote of someone who's innocent or like right like that. <clears throat> and then I thought this was very funny. I go, but they didn't say what what tone he was using what tone of voice he could have been uh sarcastic <laughs> he might not only that they didn't do the he whole might have, quote. he might he might have he might have said it like oh this is the worst this is the end this is the end of my presidency right so i i and i even did the ha 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 thing but then i think he thought i was taunting him mm-hmm. he goes he goes it sounds like he goes, I can't believe you're defending this guy. And then I go, they just don't say the tone. I go, what if he what if he actually said that in the voice of Pee Wee Herman? That's hilarious. Oh, it's the end of my presidency. It's the end. It's horrible. I'm effed. Like it's and then he, my dude then my buddy then quoted a tweet. It's like uh, about how shocking it is when you when when you think you know someone and then they have the audacity uh, and the stupidity to defend the president. I mean, these this is this is a a, a real, this is a, a smart guy. Mm-hmm. This, this is a smart guy, and and uh, and you can't just like smack somebody up uh, upside the head and go, "Hey, you've been brainwashed by the mainstream media." But like, my man, you've been brainwashed by the mainstream media. I don't know how to. I don't know how to get him uh, out of that. And well, it, just listen, quote. I think I think I salvaged our friendship. But like, wow, I was just making a joke, and it was almost over. But I mean, just quote the rest of what he said. Oh my Which God, is? my president presidency is over. I'm effed. They tell me once you get a special counsel in, you can't get anything done. Everything stops. It takes up all the oxygen in the room. Like he was based when he said it was the end of his presidency. It was about how disruptive having a special counsel was going to be. Not that he yeah. was worried about the fact that he was guilty. Yeah, and the, yeah, and but the that... media dishonestly covered that from stem to stern. I mean, right. every single headline, every single Chiron, it was only the first part of the quote. Well, well, now I have like relatively well-informed, uh, smart friends of mine who have uh, got they're they're on board the cherry picking train, uh, and they are they're they're in, they're not in a joking mood. They're not in a joking mood. Well, that's because burning those Mueller votive candles didn't do a thing. It is uh, – the, the media's got to hold on to it. they got to keep this narrative going. There is uh, there is no real journalism. It, it's Horowitz all uh, agenda-driven. Horowitz and, uh, and Barr, people. Say what? Horowitz and Barr. That's what I'm waiting for. 
Now, what's Horowitz and Bar other than other than the best steakhouse in St. Louis? Horowitz is the Inspector General <laughs> at the DOJ, who's been looking into some. He's the one that found the Struck and and Page texts. Yeah. Looking into this whole thing, so he looked into the Clinton piece. I forget exactly what slice he's looking into of the whole RussiaGate thing, but his. I believe Barr said his report is supposed to be out, Horowitz's is supposed to be out the first week in May. And wow. then Barr himself has said he is going to investigate. He wants Fantastic. to understand how this whole thing started. And I think, I think we as a country need to know. There's an awful lot of former Department of Justice and, and you know, federal law enforcement professionals who are crying foul on this and saying, this needs to be fixed, even if I don't like President Trump. Some of them do, some of them don't, right? This is wrong. Anyone, it's it's always, it's it's so striking to me. Like, the, the very thing, like, all the, the, you know, the liberal soap, you know, pundits and all the politicians are like, well, but this is our, we have to, to protect our democracy. We have to protect the republic and the sanctity of the voting and the democracy. And it's like, we have to protect ourselves from a weaponized government. Exactly. We have to protect ourselves from the IRS targeting people. We mm-hmm. have to protect ourselves from the Department of Justice and the FBI going, we don't like this guy. We don't want this particular citizen to be president. Let's go after him. That's, the that's to me, far worse uh, than Russia buying mm-hmm. some Facebook ads. And here's the here's – the, here's, ooh, Gypsy, listen to this. So uh, you had Chris Wallace uh, this morning on on you know Sunday with Chris Wallace on Fox. He's he's floating the balloon. Shouldn't Trump let this go? Isn't it isn't it time to kind of let, like no. let this go? Like, and it's okay, like, yes, I oh, believe, here's what I believe. Oh, oh, okay. What do you believe? Trump should let it go. Let Barr do his job, and and. Let's keep pushing your agenda forward and let's focus on 2020 because that's the other reason they're looking at impeachment is to knock him off his game on the campaign trail. Well, I think – hold on. I think it goes to your race thing. I think Trump has to keep it alive. He has to keep it alive on Twitter and and, and I I don't think he can let it go. He can't give it uh, all the oxygen in the room, but I think he has to keep it alive to keep people like uh, you and I talking. Yeah. If you're going to declassify. But, but wouldn't you rather have him working his agenda, accomplishing th- more stuff, and be talking about the great things he's doing? I would rather be talking about that. I think you got to. I think you got to find that balance. I think you got to find that balance. However, well, like de- you, you got, you got Carl Rove. Your stuff. Declassify your. Declassify your stuff. Like I just think you should go. Boom! There it is. Right. And then go about your business and let. I like Bill Barr. Like I have been, that man could not have walked into an administration and in, into a worse position under stressful, ridiculous circumstances, right? And I think he has handled himself beautifully. He's a firm hand at the tiller. I that's what the like old Bill Barr guy. is. And so then just let Barr do his investigation, and you go do more great stuff, Donald. Just go do, declassify it. Put the bomb out there. And then go do more great stuff. Yeah, I would go. I'd do like an eighty twenty mix. All right, nah, I'd do like a seventy five 
25 mix. 75, hey, this is going great. Hey, look at this over here. Hey, Joe Scarborough's a jerk. Hey, CNN is this. Ooh, uh, the, the GDP did this. And then I'd throw in a little, boy, I tell you what, they failed in that coup. They failed in that coup. And that's the other thing. They're like, isn't coup a strong word? No. <laughs> no, it's not. It's really not. It's probably the perfect word. It's the perfect word. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm very interested in that. I'm very and, and to me, there's two things that really matter. There's two things that really really matter. And I'm gonna go in order in order of importance. Uh, one, illegal immigration. If we mm-hmm. don't do something to stop illegal immigration, we will we will lose our republic. It will it, it'll just be over. It's a numbers game. Whoever and I, boy, remember Andrew Apple when he was on the show? I said this to him. This is another one. I love it when we're ahead of the curve because uh, Obama said this, and it really just terrified me <laughs> at the time. It's like whoever gets the most votes gets to do what they want. Mm-hmm. That's what it all boils down to. Whoever gets the most votes gets to do what they want. That's Obama made it very, very simple. And you, you'll have a hard time convincing me that that's not what the Democrats are doing with their, we got to let people in. We got to let people They're in. They're explicit about it. Was it they Paul are. Mary? So Paul it Mary will, wrote it, it in a freaking we will, memo. We will never go back. We will never, ever go back. Ann Coulter was screaming this from the mountaintops uh, when I met her in like 2015. She's like, it's the only thing that matters. So that's, that's numero uno. Numero uno. We got to uh, stop the flow of Ill- of illegal immigrants and figure out who's coming into our, our country, and hopefully they're all assimilating. Number two, we have to make sure our government is, has their thumbs off the scales, and they're not going after private citizens. That's one and two. And then, and, and this is the other thing I've, said, I've, I've, I've always said, and I think you've, you would back me up on, on this, then government has to get out of the way of capitalists and entrepreneurs and let people invent wonderful things and let uh, Elon Musk do his uh, launches and, and let wonderful inventions save the planet. I think that's a, I think that's the recipe for success. What say you? Um, I think the economy is going well. I think the job market is going great. Um, you know, I'd like to see a little more business investment. That number is not exactly what I'd like, but they're also hiring a lot more people. So I don't think that counts in investment. Investment is physical stuff. Um, yeah. But, you know, I the immigration thing is just killing me. And, you know, to me, it comes up down to a concept that somebody much smarter than me came up with. Um and it's 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 the problem in most of our political issues, as far as I'm concerned, or, or a significant number of them. Um, Eric Weinstein came up with an idea of data voids, and those are the positions of normal people, legit people, that are a little mon- more nuanced than open borders and shut it down, right? There's people who, like people from other countries, really don't care where you come from as long as you're going to come and contribute. But we need to be able to control who those people are, and we need to pick because it's our country. That's a nuanced position that only Trump was talking to. Republicans weren't talking to it. Democrats certainly weren't talking to it. So there's a lot of issues like that in our politics right now. Um, And I think addressing the more nuanced position, like we love these people, 
We like people coming into the country that have skills that contribute to society. You know, highlight those kinds of people, right? Um, yes. But, you know, at the same time, we need borders. We need we need our autonomy. And we need to be able to set the criteria of who's going to come across and actually get to stay. Well, that sort of position, like the people who are immigration hawks will hit you for it. And the people who want, you know, to let everybody catch and release are going to hit you for it. But that's actually where most Americans sit. <laughs> yes. Now you have to you have to sell that. You have to get people there. You mm-hmm. have to get people there. And it's like how the the left and the mainstream media, uh, their whole thing is, uh, you know, Trump's a criminal. He's a criminal. He worked with Russia. Every, you can just boom. That's like a billboard. You can wrap your brain around that. That you're now you're making sales. And that's the wonderful thing about build the wall, right? One, so, so build the wall. We'll start the conversation, and then you then you can amend it. You can amend it with, yeah, we're gonna have a wall, but we're gonna have a big, beautiful door, which is exactly what Trump did. So then you can get into uh, the nuance of it. But I'm telling you what, build the wall. Uh, that's where you start. That's where you start. Yes, we're a nation of immigrants. We have a very, very generous policy. We let a million people in here a year. But we like like you're saying, we have to know who they are. But that, that's 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 all I care about. I really like uh, build the wall, don't weaponize the government and let capitalists do their thing. Let entrepreneurs do their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one. And that's another one to, to constantly remind, remind people of no other ism has saved more people than capitalism. More people have been lifted out of pop- poverty by capitalism and entrepreneurship. It's 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 not sexy, I guess. It's not the big story, but it is – if you want to help people, uh, you want to be on the right side of things. So that, that this leads me to the salesmanship job, and this le- leads me to uh, taking it to the people. I'll remind our dear uh, gentle, gentle listeners to, to kind of echo what I said at the top of the show. Uh, I'm playing within the rules. So that's my whole thing. I want to I I play you know, on – I want to be on the field with with the big boys, and I'm not. I don't want to get thrown off for doing something stupid or yada yada. So uh, a few months ago, I was uh, had a show. I was pitching the show. Big time producer. Again, I'm not going to name names because people are terrified of being uh, pigeonholed as as evil conservative Nazi Stalin people. So anyway, uh, it was a, it was a slam dunk. It was a, it was a wonderful show, wonderful pitch. It was beautiful, and then multiple outlets said we love the show this is hilarious this is great it would be a huge hit we'd love to have it on our network and then you're like hello and then they hit you with but we can't afford to look like we're friendly to the right so they know there's a mountain of money to be made on advertisers they know it's a good show they know we would make it for you know very little money it would be a financial success but for political reasons, they're not going to do it. Just they can't even look like they're being friendly to the right. And that was weird. There were like four, four places. So that leads me to the uh, the important. OK, so I'm not going to be they're not going to let me play there. They're not going to let me play that arena. So this is how I got here. I got here by doing comedy clubs. And that's where I'm taking the message. I'm going to be uh, doing some shows next week. 
I'm doing, I'm, I'm trying to walk and chew gum and tie my shoes and change my clothes and buy a hat all at the same time. There's like, got, I got to keep the website going, got to keep the podcast going, got to keep the YouTube stuff going. And now the stand up aspect of it, I'm working on a new, uh, hour of just like American history stuff, just American history, fun stories, like, like the thing I did on the history channel. Right. I just want to do an, I, I want to do an hour of that. So I'm going to be working that show out at the Comedy and Magic Club, Hermosa Beach. I'll be down there Thursday night. I'll be down there Friday night just doing short sets. And I'll, I'll announce it soon at theloftestparty.com. I'm also going to be doing some long sets. I met, uh, I met Eddie Izzard uh, not too long ago. And he and I were talking about how do you develop material. And, you know, and I was talking to Kevin James about developing material and how he does it. And everybody has a process. But what I'm going to do is... Uh, they have a little like a second stage, like this, like a second room, a lounge. And it's a wonderful little space. It holds about 150 people. I'm just going to start running my show, like and and just working it out. I'll put ticket prices up. If you're a Loftus Party uh, Nation person, flying tiger tattoo having wonderful person, uh, I'll get you a huge discount. We'll we'll figure the, all that out. So that's one thing. That's one thing. The other thing is. <clears throat> the, the the people who uh, have like similar political beliefs to you and I, you know, small government, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, they might be libertarian, they might be conservative, they might be Republican, I don't know. Anyway, if you lean to the right, uh, I'm coming to a comedy club near you. Now, I've done the the deplorable thing, and the deplorable shows are a lot of fun. The deplorable choir, Terrence, uh, Steve, Brian. Uh, Officer Tatum. It's a, it's a wonderful show. It's a big show, and it's in a theater, and that takes a lot of work to put that together. And then you do these dates, and then uh, you take time off, and then I guess they're gonna we're gonna be doing more stuff like in the fall. However, this summer, like I don't want to take my foot off the gas. I don't want to take my foot off the gas. So I'm gonna be doing uh, a, a a pro right, a pro. Uh, Trump, a pro-liberty, a pro-personal freedom. I'm going to be ripping on the left, and I'm taking this show out to comedy clubs. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful evening. I'm going to announce the cast, uh, the cast, the other comics that I'm working with uh, very soon. However, uh, the first handful of dates have come in. Clubs want to see how this goes. They're, they're very excited. I'll be in... Uh, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, Zanies in Nashville on the 28th, the 28th of May. And then I'll be in Huntsville, Alabama. I think it's called Stand Up Live the next night on the 29th. So Nashville on the 28th, Nashville, Zanies, and uh, Stand Up Live in Huntsville on the 29th. I'll have the links to the tickets up tomorrow. That'll be at the, at, uh, the Loftus Party. You and I, we're going to make some changes. We're going to add a different tab to... Uh, the website, but it's all wonderful. You guys, uh, in the comedy club world, and this is great because comedy club owners and the people who run them, they understand the importance of freedom of speech. And and they and, and God bless them. A lot of them, you can't have people railing on the president without people defending the president. You, you it's got to have the it's it's wonderful, and it and it made me feel good. That like Zanies in Nashville was like, yep, absolutely. Stand up live in Huntsville is like, yep, absolutely. And uh, and and there's other clubs. I don't. I I have dates for those, but we're gonna do it. 
We're going to do it a couple at a time here. So I really – Nashville, Zanies in Nashville, I want to sell that thing out. I want to sell it out so fast. It's going to be awesome. Huntsville, I've never been to stand up live, but I want to sell that sucker out so fast. More information will be coming. But this is what I, – I, I shot an email out to uh, – this is – you and I were talking on the phone the other day. <laughs> and uh, I shot an email out to uh, my buddy Andrew Claven. I shot an email out to my buddy uh, Michael Knowles, and this is a very, very doable thing, and it is it is a culture war. And just as like the left has like this full court press going on of, uh, you know, Donald Trump is a Nazi and uh, he worked with the communists and the Russians and anybody who defends him uh, is horrible. We, we got to have the answer to that. And you're not going to get it from Samantha B. You're not going to get it from late night TV. You're not going to get it from The Daily Show. So I'm taking it to comedy clubs. And uh, I want this to be just a grassroots thing. I want these clubs to go, what? Look at all these tickets we sold. What? We're out there. We're out there. We're strong. I will I, I will crisscross the country if I have to. I'm so excited I can I could just I could just split up a, a gut. Well, um, I think you're picking a great city to kick it off in. Fox was just down there and it was huge. They were in Nashville or Huntsville. The five the five broadcasted from Nashville. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. One of the big bars downtown, I think. I caught snippets of it. It's a cool town. Uh, The Deplorables did a show there, and I went to like what used to be like all country music bars. It was very. I didn't recognize it. I hadn't been to Nashville for a while, but I imagine, uh, I imagine it'll be a great time. Absolutely, a great time. I'm gonna have have some sweet merch. We're gonna redo the logo. I I have some ideas for the logo, the whole fire breathing flying tiger thing. That's that's awesome. So that's a big announcement there. So keep checking back at theloftestparty.com and on the Facebook page. I'll be uh, making more announcements and letting it uh, trickle out as we go. So we have to de- we have to devote the last 12 minutes of the show if we didn't talk Avengers. I saw it last night. It saw was it a Thursday. Uh, yeah, you saw it like opening night. And let me tell you, uh, there might be some spoilers. It's the last ten minutes of the show, you guys. Uh, you're if awesome. You really we love you. That's great. No, shut it off. But but yeah, if if you if you seriously are hardcore and you don't want any spoilers, I'm gonna try to keep it somewhat on the level. But I can't make any promises. So yeah, you might wanna you might wanna call it a day on the podcast. So here, Avengers. Listen to this as we record this as we record this show. Uh, Avengers Endgame, three hundred and fifty million. Domestically, 1.2 billion worldwide. I think I think we're looking at three billion dollars total. I think it's going to be huge. Although, I'll, here's my 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 knee jerk takeaway: I don't need to see it again. I don't I don't need to see this thing again in the movie theaters. I I, I can totally wait for the Blu-ray on this. I'm not like I'm not inkling to see it again. Yeah, no. I mean, I I generally don't do that anyway, unless. I have to go opening night because that's how I am, and I go see it later with my daughter. That's the only time I've ever sat through it twice, any of them. I did Guardians of the Galaxy. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy with my sons and was so blown away by that movie. It was so great. I immediately came home and, and, and got the wife, and I'm like, we're, we're, we have to, you have to go see this movie. You have to go see this movie. We're, we're going to go. Like, we immediately 
like when again, Avengers Endgame. I guess let's start with um, I liked it. If you had if you had to give it a grade, what would you give it? What out of what? Like out of what? Like 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 grade? A, an A an A to an F. I'd probably give it an A minus. Wow, you're generous. Wow, plus, I'm going A minus. I mean, I ugly cried at several points, so you know. I'm, listen, you were you were texting me today saying, you know, if you when you cry, when you cry, have your kids take pictures and all this stuff. And I'm like, I was thoroughly prepared. To, I got teary eyed at one point. I did get teary eyed, but I was I was never where cry. Where did you like let her let her rip? Um, I love you three thousand at the end. Oh wow, that got me. Okay. Uh, okay, here's here's the moment that got me. Now, and, and this is no, this no, no, no. This and is a, the Soul Stone. The Soul Stone got me. Really, with Scarlett Johansson and Hawkeye? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, and let me. I want to say. I want to say this for the record. And I was telling this to my kids last night as we were on our way to the car. Like I have rocked a mohawk. I want the record to show I have rocked a mohawk on and off for like the past six years. Since I'm thinking about. For sure, I'm yeah. thinking about. I'm thinking about doing one more. I'm thinking I might have one more mohawk in me, but I don't want people looking at me like, "Wow, that guy wants to look like Hawkeye from the Avengers." Hawkeye's biting on my style. I was so bummed out. I'm like, that dude right. stole my haircut. Um, the only, I only got seriously irritated twice, and. They were both related to Captain Marvel. I, I've made no bones about how I feel about them putting that movie in at that point in the franchise. Um, yeah, so the only two that really kind of irritated me and just made me go, well, that wasn't necessary were things around yeah. her. So. Yeah, I'll say this. Uh, that they, I, think, I think Marvel listened the fans and uh-huh. they listen to uh, people like myself and yourself and and they they sidelined Captain Marvel for that thing. They kept her out of it. I thought well, it was hilarious. The, I mean, did you see did you see all the stupid stupid videos with the cast like Brie Larson out in front like she carried the franchise and freaking Chris Hemsworth looking at her like shut up. Yeah. <laughs> shut yeah, up. they We've really been doing this forever. There was one moment in the film where I, I forget they're like somebody had to do something in the middle of the battle. They're like, get the infinity gauntlet over to the van. Uh, and and some girl, I forget which character it is, uh, steps forward. She goes like, don't worry, he's got backup. And then like another girl shows up and another girl and no, another girl she's and another got girl. Backup. Yeah, it was it, it was Captain Marvel uh, was the one that was supposed to get it to the van and as powerful as she is, I don't think she needed that much help. But what really offended me, well, this would be a huge spoiler, so do it. Do it. We warned you. Okay. We warned you guys. What really offended me is you know, Biggity Chick, Miss Captain Marvel comes flying into the final battle scene. She destroys spaceships by flying through them, and then Thanos throws her around like a freaking ragdoll. Yes. Like, yes, guys, that's not how you set her up. That is not how you set her up at all. Well, listen, at least they're being 
honest for a moment because when you saw Captain Marvel and you saw her like flying through the spaceships, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, well, well, no one presents th- – there's no threat. She can – literally, it was, it was funny. In the beginning of the Avengers, they're like, where are you going? She's like, to kill Thanos. And you're like, yep. <laughs> this is gonna That's be what we ride. thought. This is going to be a three-minute movie. Why am I going to be sitting here for three hours? Yeah, but like, and then then in true comic book geeky fashion, like when literally in 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 Infinity War or, or Endgame rather in an Endgame, when you literally watch her, well, there she goes again. She's flying through a spaceship and destroying it just by flying through it. Why does she even stop to have a fist fight with Thanos? I, well, why not just fly? Why not fly right through that guy? And then like it's stupid. Then the. Dumbest, just most maddening thing. After he throws her around like a ragdoll, then she stands up just like in Captain Marvel and she gives him the chin jut. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, are we really doing this again? Yeah. Like she, and, 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 and it totally reinforced everything I thought about her character in the movie, in her standalone movie. Yes. Black Widow is a fully developed character with certain abilities, certain weaknesses, and she's got depth of character. Scarlet Witch, same way. She acted yep. as you expected because you know her character. Even Nebula, right? And I, I, I yes. wasn't a big fan of Nebula. I like her now. Yep. Nebula and I are fine. So you have all these other female characters, even the, the I can't remember the name of the woman who's like the bodyguard for the Black Panther. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about, though. You know, even even Thor's um, Valkyrie flying around on the winged horse. Yes. You knew her well <laughs> enough to predict how she was going to behave. They have hopes, they have dreams, and they have fears, and they have real yes. concerns. They're, that's a thought-out character. Captain Marvel is flat, one-dimensional, and overpowered. Therefore, she's not interesting. This has nothing to do with, oh, you're just afraid of a strong female character. No, I'm afraid of boring female how, characters. How is Scarlet Witch not a strong female character? Well, here's another one. Here's another one that kills me about Scarlet Witch. So, so powerful. And this is another spoiler, but I don't, we don't, obviously we don't care. We warn you. We don't you. care. We're over it. Scarlet, Scarlet. And then, and then I got to get to some, in the last four minutes, I got to get to some other things that, that really kind of bugged me about the movie and things that they did well, yada, yada. Scarlet Witch shows up, super powerful. Like, listen, that's where I like when everybody's showing back up again is such a wonderful moment in mm-hmm. all those uh, Doctor Strange yep. mystical portals are opening up, and mm-hmm. it was just gorgeous. It was beautiful. It was cinematic. It was emotional. Your old friends are showing up, yep. and Scarlet Witch is like, "You took ev- you took everything away from me." And then instead of just blasting him, which she would do, she would like, "You took everything from me." She hates him. She and then she like starts slowly picking up rocks. What are you doing? What are you doing? Blast away. Okay, here's some of my other beefs. Uh, they had a wonderful moment, a huge swing and a miss with the Hulk, and, and that one made me mad. The Incredible Hulk, and the last time we saw him, Bruce Banner is like, come on out, Hulk, we need you to fight, we need you to fight, and the Hulk is afraid. The Hulk is afraid, and he won't come out and fight. Then we go back and meet the Hulk now, 
And it's like, hey, everything's cool. I found the perfect balance between Bruce Banner and Hulk, and I'm I'm a big green scientist guy. And, and I'm like, I felt I, f- I felt like I missed a big hunk of movie. I missed a big hunk of movie. You're not allowed to do that. You can't have a character have that big of a problem and solve it off screen for comedic effect. Like like they they turned it into a joke. I didn't care for that. They did something very interesting with Thor. I loved it when he was down and out Thor, and he was over. Way yeah, just sitting around and drinking beer and all that stuff. Yeah, that but he Thor's never got better. Be he never got better. He just he remained that guy. Like after he talked to his mom, and you're like, okay, well now he's got closure and he can be the hero again. That to me was like, we need closure on that character. Now you've got uh, Thor hanging out with the galaxy, off to do Lord knows what in their next adventure, and it's going to be Jokey Jokey Raccoon with Jokey Jokey Thor and Jokey Jokey Star-Lord and Jokey Jokey Groot. I mean, it's like literally going to be a sitcom in outer space. I'm very concerned about the next Guardians of the Galaxy now. Yeah, but like, like, they balanced the... Like, they balanced the... I mean, I cried when Yondu died. I mean, oh, that was they, great. They ba- they balance that whole thing pretty well, and I think they're going to be okay. That the danger is always this. I the danger love is always to laugh this. And you cry have in the stop, same stop, stop. The danger is always this, and I'll, I'll point it out. Like Superman, the first Superman with Christopher Reeves, they played it straight. It was a great movie. The comedic moments really popped. Then in the second movie, they're like, ooh, more comedic moments. They it always gets sillier and sillier. Because the the audiences are like, ooh, that was very funny. I really love that. It's just a danger. That's all I'm saying. Just yeah. a danger. Just a danger. You I think also didn't he's like really that. Show up the... in the third one. You think say Thor what? Thor will stay. Say say that again. You think Thor is really going to show up in the third installment? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You think I that think, was a I think... And and I have to say, I loved the end of for Captain America, but. He should have given the shield to somebody else. Well, I guess he gives it to Falcon in the comic books, so everybody will be happy about that. Everybody that was emotionally. They, they, people were telling me they he gave it to Bucky. Oh, he yeah. Now I've there's so many different timelines in the comic books. It, okay. it literally is. Could uh, be anyone. That was emotionally rewarding enough. That was emotionally yes. rewarding. What they did with Captain America was. Uh, was was beautiful mm-hmm. and it wasn't saccharine it wasn't overly mm-hmm. sweet it was wonderful that was a wonderful wonderful way to let that character go I that totally was it was agree. it was great and i i did <clears throat> what they ugly did, cry there but i did tear up what they did to robert downey jr was criminal was just criminal they uh they killed him they killed iron man uh for no good reason for no good reason that and it's it's like uh they they and you can you can I, i'm telling you i can see the arguments they had in the writer's room i can see the executives the whole thing started with iron man and then it's gonna end with iron man see that made sense yada yada me. and it's the, well you don't have to kill him you don't have to kill him he can still do all that stuff you don't have to kill him and they they chose to kill him just to make us sad, and I th- and I think that's mean. I think it's mean. I would make that argument. And then, did you stay for the uh, the post credits? Unfortunately, yes. I did too. What do you think that sound was? We didn't even get a sound. 
you didn't? We got no post credits. Oh my goodness. At the at the end of the credits, you hear the sound of someone banging on a piece of like clang clang and it's like, "Oh, is that a shout out to uh, you know, Tony Stark built this thing and it start, all started when he built Iron Man?" Or are we listening to someone rebuild the the something new? All it is, it's a sound. It's uh, I don't know if, if you want to stick around in the movie theater, but you'll hear the sound of someone building something. Clang, clang. I just I don't know. I, I, it's just it's just very cavalier to. But to I mean, it was so kill. it was so bizarre because every time I go to one of these, like half the theater walks out before the post credit, so you always kind of know like what percentage of the theater is actually like super fans, right? Um, yeah. So probably I would say two thirds. I mean, this is opening night, right? Two thirds of the theater sits there and waits for the post credit scene, and like you could hear the audible groan when nothing showed up. Yeah. Well, I actually Googled it because I had I had heard a rumor there was no post credit scene. So as the credits are rolling, I Googled it, and they go there, there for the first time ever. There is no post credit scene. However, there is a sound, and I'm like, ooh, I'm I'm such a nerd. I'm staying for the sound. <laughs> yeah, we totally missed the All sound, right. but it could have been drowned out by the groans. I don't know. Uh, they got a they got a real challenge. I don't know what they're going to do next. We'll talk about that next week. The challenges uh, of the MCU and comic book movies and blah, 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 blah. You guys, uh, thanks for your support on Patreon. Thanks for the support on the YouTube channel and especially the LoftusParty.com. I failed to mention this. Uh, I was watching a video at theloftestparty.com. You know what happened about a third of the way through it? What? A little ad. Uh-huh. A little ad. Hi. That means that we're generating the kind of traffic on the website now. So there's little ads, you guys. That means it's working. I'm sorry that there's – they're very short. They're very short. But you guys, it's working. It's working. It's working. It's an awesome community. Thanks for your support on Facebook, across the board. You're all lovely and wonderful. We'll see you next week.